Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Coming up, the heart of a father towards his young daughter as she experienced cancer. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And Percy, I want everyone to stay tuned for a very powerful conversation coming up today. But I get the idea. You feel like God has given you the best job in the world. You, you feel that, don't you? I do. I tell people that every day and I have for the last 20 years. I haven't had a job in 20 years. I've had a significant work that keeps me busy and engaged, but I haven't had a job in 20 years because of what I've been allowed to do, and that is to 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 walk a path and a journey of people fighting cancer and and the highs and lows of that every day. Yeah, you see that uh, on the front line, so to speak. I do, and, I, and I'm touched. You know, I grew up on the far south side of Chicago as a kid in, in a tough inner city environment, and I had a mom who sat me down at the dining room table and, and basically challenged me to go out and make a difference in the world and be somebody and to, and, and to make impact into the planet and give more than I took. And uh, I certainly have the opportunity to do that today. So I'm grateful to my mother and I'm grateful to my background that yeah. has allowed me to do what I do. Good job, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Mom. Let's uh, let's open with a verse of Scripture or two here. Yep. Our Scripture today, our, our spiritual nugget, as we like to call it here, we, we, we want to throw out spiritual nuggets that people can utilize. It's going to really set the stage for today's conversation. It's found in Romans 8, very familiar passage of Scripture, verses 35. Uh, we're going to read 35, 36. 7 and 38, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him (laughs) that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come shall separate me from the love of God. Amazing. It is. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Yep. We're going to hear from a man who's been challenged. Yeah. Well, tell me more about John Pickens. He's a pastor. And clearly, uh, when you hear him, a, a man of faith, a man of commitment, a man who, who who has given his life to serving God and his community and who loved his family and had a 17-year-old daughter uh, who contracted cancer. And, and they did all that they knew to do. Uh, they exercised all medical, evidence-based medical Uh, principles and support and prayer and yet his daughter passed away and he helps us to understand his his path his journey his struggle and he helps us to hear and see his humanity i don't think that many people see or view pastors as human and you know Wayne, we've talked a lot about that on this show doctors clinicians at the end of the day, they're all people, but more so people of faith. And pastors sometimes are not viewed or considered or even understood from a humanity perspective. And we're going to hear this man's humanity today. He truly is going to give us some hope and inspiration today. So that's coming up in just a moment on this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae. We're found online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. More to come. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. 
We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Call 855-929-HOPE to learn more. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. As we said, we have a very special guest today. Percy will introduce him to us in just a moment, but let me remind you that no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Percy? Well, with us today is Pastor John Pickens, and Pastor John Pickens is a really special guest that I think uh, is going to really help us understand a whole other element of understanding around cancer and cancer care. Uh, he is a pastor, but he also is a father and 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 was a caregiver uh, of a patient, uh, his daughter. And he's going to help us understand and 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 unpack it, some of the elements around the issues of death and dying. He lost his daughter to her battle of cancer. And I think that we need to talk about that. We need to talk about death and dying as it relates to cancer and as people of faith and how we can better uh, respond if and when, as we know, the word of God tells us that it's appointed once unto every man to die and then the judgment. Well, we're going to talk about death and dying today, and we're going to hear from someone who has walked that path and he's going to give us his insight. So today we have uh, Pastor John Pickens. Thank you so much, Pastor, for being with us today. It's my pleasure to be here with you, Percy. First and foremost, you are a pastor. You have stood before uh, a congregation of people, and you've led people spiritually in their growth and in their development and in their faith. Uh, but also in that uh, you were a caregiver of of your daughter who had cancer. And, and as I stated earlier, uh, she passed away. Would you mind talking a little bit about being a pastor, being a father, being a caregiver of someone who passed away from cancer, and just kind of introduce yourself to the audience, and we're going to try to understand a little bit better on about death and dying. You know, uh, until uh, our daughter Montana mm-hmm. uh, was diagnosed with cancer, my only experience with cancer was as a pastor and with the people that are members of my congregation. And I had plenty of time to spend with those people and minister to their families, minister to the patient and to the families. Sure. We learn as pastors to be able to deal with those kinds of things at a, at a uh, I would say, like a compartmentalized level. Sure. Otherwise, if we bear all that burden year after year after year of those tragic uh, circumstances, the burden gets to be too big to carry. When Montana was diagnosed, there was no compartment for that. And you're human. You're a human being. I, I'm a human being, and I'm a dad, and dads are supposed to fix things. Yes. Um, this was one thing I couldn't fix. That doesn't mean to say that I didn't pray uh, and earnestly pray sure. and encourage others to pray. Sure. But it became 
pretty obvious with the kind of cancer that she had, a very rare form of pediatric cancer, okay. osteosarcoma, that the odds were she would not survive. And if she did, she would not be the same physically that she had been. She would have been an amputee, maybe multiple amputee. So with no compartment to go to there um, and to still try to be strong, not only for her but for her siblings and uh, my my wife, uh, her mother, sure. and to be strong, believe it or not, for my congregation. Of course. It's time to walk the talk. Here you are pastoring your church. You've had opportunity to to minister to others and, and to help support others in your congregation spiritually and support them through difficult circumstances and situations. But this is different. This time it's your turn. It's personal. It's your daughter. Now you're praying. I would imagine as a man of faith, you, you've pulled out all the stops here. You've, you've, you've done it all. You've, you know, and again, I don't want to say specifically what you may have done, but again, you've done everything that you knew to do as a man of the word and walking in the word, walking in the faith of the word. And yet here, your daughter has a rare form of cancer. It doesn't look promising. And ultimately she passes away. What's the first thing? that you thought about and what did you feel pastor honestly the first thing that came to my mind was to be able to get both her and my family through this by being strong as i had always um, promised i would be should these kinds of circumstances come into my life and so you you attempted to to put that that strong face on behind closed doors pastor let's talk we're talking to ministers and people of faith that's listening to this show how are you really feeling? Shattered, betrayed, um, overwhelmed, scared, um, of course, sad. Yes. And, and, and why? Ask the question, why? Why should my 17-year-old daughter... Um, 17 years old. 17 years old. She was diagnosed two days after her 17th birthday. Wow. And... Um, it just didn't seem to make sense. It was it. People use the word I think surreal too often these days. Yeah. But this really was a surreal. It was numbing, and I had to gather my thoughts and my intentions, and this, all the strength that the Lord could provide me to be able to pull off what I thought I was going to be going through with her and my family and with myself. Now let me ask you the million dollar question. How many people did you have availability to to share those real feelings out of the pulpit, you know, not standing before the congregation? Could you actually articulate those feelings to comfortably? There weren't as many as I suspected there would be. Wow. In fact, it was uh, almost unbelievable how few people made themselves available to me. I will say that it was partly my fault. Okay. Because I made a decision to be strong, or as Montana, our daughter, called me, Dad, you're my rock. Okay. Mom, you're my pillow, and Dad, you're my rock. Wow. Wow. Then I wasn't going to disappoint anybody. I was going to be who I thought people expected me to be. And so I sent off some vibes. They picked up on it, and I think they just said, I think, Miraculously, John's doing okay. So all is okay. You're doing fine. And so basically yep. you portrayed and sent out that, that, that language message of, of everything's okay, but really you weren't. No. 
What is it that you want to say to the local church today around having good cancer care support and having and be organized to do so? I think the first thing that I would say is uh, for all who may be considering starting a ministry specifically for uh, families who have cancer in their families, and that is that when a member of the family gets cancer, the whole family gets cancer. And I often have said, and I appreciate you clarifying this, I, I, I've often said that cancer is a community disease. It it's is. a church disease. It's a family disease. It doesn't just affect one person. Because it is uh, uh, that kind of nature Everybody in that family needs care. Cancer is not like treating somebody with diabetes or heart disease or um, any other malady that may come to uh, physically or, or even mentally to uh, someone in the church. Cancer is just different. I, unless you've experienced it, you may not be able to pick up on that. Sure. But cancer is different. And the needs that need to be ministered to by the church are different than those that are commonly thought of as being adequate uh, for those diseases. When you go visit someone in the hospital with cancer, I didn't know it until we experienced it in our family, but having made hundreds of hospital visits in my career as a pastor, I began to understand what I needed to do better when I visited someone who had cancer and their caregivers in the hospital or at home, common things that you normally would expect a pastor to do when they come in for a visit, like pray, you know, talk for a few minutes and uh, maybe uh, extend your hand and all those normal things that we do. Yes, sir. When you get into a situation with a family that has cancer, those situations are personal to them and you have to get inside their head and heart Mm. to figure out what they need and not go ahead and do what you think they need. So you, you don't have an agenda at this point. You need to, you need to get on their agenda is what you're saying. And and you are entering in to a walk with them. These are no longer visits, Percy, that you've entered into a journey and a walk with these people until they get well and beyond or until they uh, pass on and beyond. I, I think that what got me through during the experience, the 20 months when she was in treatment. Yes, sir. Because I am a man of faith, and, and if anything, it's stronger now than it was then. Okay. But it also equipped me to deal with others hurting in a, in a better way than I ever could have had I not gone through the experience. Yes, sir. I'm a better pastor. And all the skills that it takes to be a pastor wow. are much more honed than they were before my daughter got cancer and then passed away. Yes, sir. I'm more patient with people. Okay. Uh, I want to hear everything they have to say before I try to bring any sort of a solution wow. on the, to the table. Wow. So I'm better for it. My faith tells me that that's exactly what the promise is. It is. That on this side of those terrible experiences, Things work together for good. Yes. And that's exactly the way it's worked for me. Though I believe cancer probably is the most evil thing that we have on this earth. And I agree with that. It can be overcome both during the trial uh, and after the trial. Okay. If the person is able to get well, then certainly the evil has been dealt with. Yes, sir. If the person passes on to the next world, then the evil has been dealt with. Either way, the patient and the family come out winners. 
doesn't mean that they don't feel a sense of loss, yes. but they know that that loss was produced by being able to overcome all kinds of adversity and being able to come out on on the end being a, a victor. I feel like I'm a victor. I, I feel like all of my children are victors that have gone through this. My grandchildren who loved Montana deeply, um, her classmates at school. I just think people look at that experience that they watched us go through, and they see that if that happens to me, um, we can come out on the other side. And Because I know I have, and I, I'm a better man for it. Wow. Thank you, Pastor John Pickens, man of faith, man of family, man of purpose. We appreciate you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless you. We are going to talk more about this conversation in a moment here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But just I want to get your quick reaction, Percy. I mean, that that, that was deeply moving to listen to that conversation. Well, to be able to actually be part of that interview was even more so the case uh, to sit and hear and watch a man of faith, a pastor, a dad, a husband uh, open himself up and really talk about his deepest, most innermost feelings about losing his daughter, uh, wrestling with his faith and ultimately being able to say that he felt that he was an overcomer and right. a victor. Yeah. It's just an amazing testimony that I think we all will be changed and transformed by. Well, thanks for introducing us to John Pickens here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We will talk more about what he said, but after a break, and I hope you'll go to our website for more. It's healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll be back. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. If by chance you just tuned in, let me encourage you to go back to our website and listen to the conversation Percy McRae just had with John Pickens here on the program today. A pastor, but perhaps more importantly, a father whose daughter uh, died of cancer. And the lessons that this family has learned are remarkable. It's archived on our website if you missed it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. But Percy, let's talk about uh, John Pickens and, and what we learned from his journey. Well, Pastor Pickens probably could do a symposium on uh, authentic pastoral care, but also to talk about, I think, the dichotomy of being a man of faith and power and then just being a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and he helped us to understand the, the challenge between the two as he faced his personal journey and challenge with his daughter basically having cancer 
and passing away from cancer. Of course, the name of this show is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And I don't want anyone to be confused today. This is about hope. This is about inspiration. But this is also about the realities of what potentially do happen in the face of sickness and disease. Absolutely. And every day is not a day that you stand on the mountaintop and shout victory in terms of what you thought you would receive. We also need to learn how to be able to shout victory in the midst of what we did not receive and still feel the presence and the power and the love of God in the midst of that. That's a good point. I I think we all understand that, but we need to be reminded. I was so impressed with John, this pastor, who was, first of all, a father. You know, he learned a lot as a pastor, but he learned so much more as a father. And his experience really placed a lot of challenge upon his his dadness, if I could say it that way, <laughs> yeah. his 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 fathership and, and how how he had to work through that. He first said to us that was so profound is that when when his daughter had cancer, that he was sh- he felt shattered. Yeah, but first of all, he said he wanted to remain strong. But then you asked the secondary question yep. about how he really felt, and he said shattered. Yeah, because that was his pulpit face. And I'm going to say it again. That was his pulpit face. Mm-hmm. But when he's out of the pulpit, when he's now behind closed doors, and that was the next question, he said he felt shattered portrayed, and he said it didn't make sense to him. How often uh, men and women of faith and power have stood before the congregation because they have an obligation to do so, feel that they have to put on their pulpit face, but deep down inside, they're struggling, and they're working through their challenges of their own personal uh, circumstances and situations. And again, I want to give people permission today to understand, give your pastor permission to be human, uh, because they are, and they do work through their own personal struggles, and he articulated that very well. But at the same time, as a pastor, he learned how to have empathy towards those who are going through what his family went through. And what a concept, Wayne, because again, Christianity or a spiritual walk and certainly spiritual leadership is not about always getting in the front of the food line. It's not always about having someone carry your Bible or you get the preferential seat at the, at the conferences. Again, at the end of the day, and I believe the Apostle Paul said it this way, he said how he needed to learn how to benefit as the first fruits of his own ministry lest he become shipwrecked. Mm-hmm. Well, We've got to walk what we teach and and practice what we preach. In many cases, experience what we're telling those that are sitting out in the audience. And he's talked about how that influenced. It changed. It actually helped him grow and become a better person and a better pastor. As the example, he said, he when now when he goes into hospitals and visits, he says he he learns to listen. He learns how to get inside of the head of the people and the heart of the people before he just starts ministering. I can tell you, I've witnessed. Uh, visiting pastors in churches who walk in with their entourage, they walk in with their big Bible, and mm-hmm. and and then immediately just start preaching and just going into this rote routine of ministry without understanding the dynamics and the circumstances of the situation. It's not just a pastoral call. He said it's a walk. It's a journey. Uh, and that, that meant so much to me to hear that pastor say that. And then just one last thing. It, it ties in with our scripture today so well. He called himself a victor. Romans 8 35 through 39 tells us who shall, or we can say what shall, 
uh, separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation? Certainly, Pastor Pickens had tribulations. Or distress? Certainly, he had distress. Or persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or peril? Or sword? Uh, nay, in all things, not some things, not in a few things, not in, not on just Monday, Wednesday, and Friday things, not on a good day. Nay, in all things, we are more, we are more, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels, principalities, powers, uh, things present or things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, and that's how you become an overcomer. Wow. Well, we've got to wrap up here quickly today, but thank you for sharing that, and thank you for bringing John Pickens to the program here today, Percy. Listen, go and be an overcomer. It is possible today. Thank you, and I love you, Wayne. Thank you. Love you back. And if you'd like more information about our program, go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, or call Cancer Treatment Centers of America at 855-929-HOPE. Mention radio, 855 929 4673. And thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. To learn more, call 855-929-HOPE or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, care that never quits.